KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. When you're a junior, you're like, oh, nobody's really going to pay attention to me, right? Like, <laughs> all the pros are here, too. But the stadium got, like, packed, and the crowd, like, I heard people screaming my name, and it was just, like, the amount of adrenaline running through my body was insane. That's definitely one of the moments that shaped me today, so I'm glad I could experience it. And our guest this week is Ann Lee, professional tennis player from the Philadelphia area who just had a great run in the Australian Open. Uh, Ann, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. So just mention the Australian Open... What's the last year been like for you with a pandemic? You're getting to play, but I'm sure nothing is like it used to be, right? Yeah, so uh, I think when COVID first started, I was in Indian Wells and the tournament got canceled. So that was in 2020, like March. And so things are kind of complicated, but I got stuck at home in, in Philly for about two months and I wasn't able to play or anything and I tried to work out but obviously it wasn't the same but then luckily I got back to Florida started training and then obviously I tried to get out there and compete as much as I could without you know with not knowing the situation so I mean I'm really grateful that USTA and and WTA put on these tournaments for us because I mean it was it's a really tough situation even in Australia too since their government is so strict I mean, we were lucky to even like be, be able to go there. <laughs> so no matter the situation, I mean, I'm just glad to play. Mentioned the Australian Open. You got to the round of 32. How much fun was that? I mean, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, you're 20 years old and you're, you're making an impact like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, looking back at that trip now, it probably didn't seem – as much fun to someone else that I guess wasn't me because I had to go through strict quarantine and then obviously all the you know testing and all of that all that with COVID but yeah I mean I enjoyed every moment of it and the tournament leading up was really fun too and uh, I mean Tennis Australia did a great job and I'm lucky like we had a, a separate draw for the people that were in strict quarantine so it, it was kind of more fair in a way but yeah I mean I was just enjoying competing and think I've gotten a lot better physically and mentally, especially with preseason before going to Australia. So I'm glad everything, you know, worked out and starting to get better. Because of the quarantine, because of restrictions and stuff like that, do you find the tennis to be even more of a release? It's kind of like once you get to that finish line, you can just go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also like I think when you don't get to play it just when you finally get out to hit and be on the court, you just enjoy it more and kind of almost like be more grateful for the opportunity to even play. <laughs> I mean, I was at home for two months, wasn't able to play. It didn't really hit me then, but I mean, once you kind of got to competing and, and obviously training in preseason, you're basically working so you can compete in tournaments. So having to go through that two weeks again of not being able to go outside and not being able to hit. I think uh, once I got out there, I was just really enjoying being outside and breathing fresh air and also just obviously competing and and being in Australia. I love Australia, the food, the people. So, I mean, I was really happy. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. I know reading up on you, it sounds like sports ran in your family and you started tennis around five. What was the, the, the inflection point that drew you to tennis? 
Yeah. Uh, so I do have a pretty athletic family, but nothing like super serious. Like nobody really played professional or anything. Uh, but my brother, I have an older brother and he played. So when I was younger, I would always go to him with like at his lessons. So I would just sit there and, and one day I just wanted to try it. And I guess it kind of almost came natural to me in a way. And then I just started hitting and I started hitting the ball like as hard as I could. And the coach kind of came up to my mom and was like, hey, like, <laughs> she might be able to be better than her brother <laughs> soon. Um, but that's pretty much how I started. And that was, yeah, that was around five. When do you, and you mentioned your coach, you know, says he might be, when do you start to realize, like, man, I'm pretty good at this. I'm beating kids. Sometimes I maybe don't even have to try that hard and I'm able to beat kids. Were there moments like that growing up? I don't think so. <laughs> Me, like, not having to try. <laughs> but I think, like, in a way I knew my abilities were there, but it's sometimes it was just putting it together, putting everything together. And I think when I was younger, I honestly didn't even have, like, that good of results till later when I was either, like, 16, 17, something like that in the junior part. I think, yeah, for me it was just I play more of a game that has – everything in it so just the maturity and the confidence of putting it all together and knowing which shot to hit when uh so I think I'm doing a good job of that now which is kind of what I struggled with a little bit when I was younger when do you get on the the path where it goes from being pretty good at tennis to okay I think I'm going to make this the kind of the Mm -hmm. centerpiece of of my life where was there a moment growing up where where that happened I, th- I I don't think there was like a like a key moment that was like oh my god okay like this is kind of life changing but I think just even when I first picked up a racket I I kind of fell in love with it and I think the love just like kept growing and then I I mean I was kind of just like okay this is what I want to do and uh, luckily I have you know a great family and a great support team around me that kind of helped me kind of build the confidence and the game to kind of be able to say, okay, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to do this now. <laughs> so it's good. Did you have a specific training place in the Philadelphia area growing up that you always go to? Yeah, I trained at, uh, it was called Arthur Ashe, but now it's called Legacy. So that was where I went to for most of the time when I was in Philly. So that was pretty much almost where I grew up playing, I want to say, until I moved on uh, to a different place. So as you're, what is it, you you say you love tennis, what is it about it as you're growing up? I mean, obviously, you're good at it, so there's a a draw, seriously, you know, because you're you're a draw there because people like the win. But I can tell just in a few minutes we've talked, there's more there than just, I'm good at this, so I'm going to ride the wave as far as I can. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I love the sport, and I love, it's hard to explain exactly what it is. I mean, obviously, competing is a huge part of it. I mean, loving to compete and and kind of fight for every point and see, like, what you're training, what the type of training you do can go into the matches. So it's, like, during certain, like, tough moments or important moments in the match, it's can you, like, can you execute what you've been working on in practice? And I think that's a big part of it. Also, seeing where I am now, but also just from before, I want to see, like, how good I'm able to get. So that kind of also drives me a bit. Obviously, there are other factors kind of giving my family, giving back to my family and, uh, you know, kind of helping them 
uh, live honestly maybe a better life that they are now and not that they're not but just you know like a better better things and I never really think about money at all uh, that's kind of just a consequence of everything that's happening and, and obviously winning more but yeah I mean I play for the love of the game and I think it's just going to keep building and hopefully I I don't lose it I don't think I will lose it ever but that's just what it is so you grew up Devin, am I correct? You grew up Devin. in Devin? Yeah. yeah. So what was, a, you know, when you're 10, 11, 12 through mid-teens, like what was an average day like as far as tennis? How would you fit it in with with school? How did they complement each other? So I did go to public school all throughout, uh, I think, freshman year. I stopped, I switched to online like mid-December of freshman year. But yeah, I think a lot of times I would have to leave early. Uh, I mean, sometimes the teachers knew my situation, so it was nice. But I mean, I would have to bring in a lot of notes and just be like, hey, like, I'm going to practice, so I have to go to a tournament or something. But I think they all understood. So usually I would go to school in the morning, maybe leave a little bit earlier, go to the club, practice, depending on the schedule, maybe get home around six or sometimes eight, try to do homework. (laughs) And then go to bed. Was it a lot to juggle? And do you, because I know there are a lot of times, like I worked three jobs for a while right after college. And I look back now and I go, I don't (laughs) know why I did that, how I did that. You know, when you're juggling all that, was it a lot? Do you look back on it now and go, wow, I I can't believe I was able to put all that together? I think, I mean, I don't really look back that much, but I think just the way that, like my priorities were, I think they were a lot different from, you know, the peers around me and people my age. So I think in a way that's cool how, you know, I could be like more mature than other people in a sense like that, uh, just from what I'm doing. But yeah, I don't really pat myself on the back because (laughs) I think it's like, oh, it's like doable, you know, it's just, it's just school and a sport. But I think I, you know, kind of prioritized it well because I did do other things to uh, when I was like eight or something younger than that. I, I did dance and piano, but then I ended up quitting because I wanted to make tennis the top thing along with school. But I think it was okay. I mean, when I went to online school, that was a little bit of a struggle. Sometimes I would get behind <laughs> just because, you know, you're doing everything on your own time. And, and I was traveling a lot more and playing more. So it was a little bit difficult then, but I think it's all good. Yeah. You mentioned dance and I know you were little, but yeah. do you realize, were any of the foundations of, of dance classes and stuff, does that help you at all in, you know, in your tennis life? I'm not sure because I did like ballet <laughs> and uh, some other things that, I mean, I don't think kind of relate in a way almost, but I mean, I still dance around now <laughs> just for fun. But, uh, yeah, I I think that's just a, a different side, you know, kind of a creative side that, you know, maybe it does help my tennis kind of me staying more relaxed and whatnot. But who knows? <laughs> How important to you when you're, you know, 15, 16, 17 was having success compared to getting better? I mean, obviously nobody wants to go out and lose all, but were you able at that young age to, yeah, I might've lost, but I really feel good about what I did X, Y, and Z stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I think that's so important, honestly, like, especially when you're younger, because obviously if you get better results when you're younger, you know, 
better things come to you, people come to you, you know, more opportunities. But for me, I was always focused on a process. And I think that just comes from my mindset, but also, you know, the people around me, my coaches, which I'm grateful for, <laughs> because I think that's exactly the way to go. I mean, I never focused on results. I still don't right now. Obviously, you want to win every match. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to not play the right way just so I can win. So I think that's really important. I, you know, was always true to that, sticking to the process. And I think especially in those years doing that, because in a way it's almost like obviously juniors is important, but, you know, you want to have a solid foundation when you get to the pros. So it's it's like everybody can hit the ball at the pros, but you got to know how to play the game, got to have certain weapons and everything. So I think during those 16, 17 years, winning was yeah, it was important, but not as important as, you know, building a solid foundation and a solid game. Did friends, you know, did they appreciate what you were doing? Or did they were they like, you got to go where for what? Like, you know, <laughs> was there any conversations like that? Or did they, yeah. did they uh, look at you as the professional or the maybe the junior, but the yeah. playing tennis at a high level as a person to the, as opposed to the person we just yeah. hang out with? I think they they always thought it was cool in a way. Um, they're like, wow, like, where are you going? Like, it's so cool. You get to skip school more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they've always appreciated it. And, I mean, most of my friends now are from tennis. Uh, so they kind of understand. And, and my friends play college tennis as well. So they do get, you know, the gist of everything and they do appreciate it though, because it's different, obviously from college tennis. Yeah. I think it's cool to, to talk with people that understand it, but also people that don't because <laughs> you kind of can get away from everything. Cause I mean, basically your whole life is just tennis, tennis. So it's nice to, you know, have friends that, you know, just appreciate it in a different way. But I think, you know, they all thought it was cool, which is nice. <laughs> you like to be uh, admired a little bit. <laughs> So how do you get on that the track specifically for juniors before you go pro, but yeah. on the tour? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's a discussion, a conscious decision. Is it just something you say, I want to take part in this and fill out the paperwork and, and away you go? Do you have to qualify a certain amount of times? How does it work? Yeah, so if you want to turn pro, so I was actually deciding between college and pro. I was uh, verbally committed to LSU, and uh, I decided not go but it was definitely one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make (laughs) but yeah so basically if you want to turn pro I think you just have to earn like a certain amount of money and then you're kind of classified as a pro but there's no like paperwork or anything Uh, obviously if your ranking starts getting better and everything you have more responsibilities like things to fill out like things to be aware of like now I have I'm a part of like the doping team because I'm top 100, so that's another responsibility. But there's nothing like no paperwork or anything. You kind of just do it. <laughs> one of the highlights of your career, and I would say probably one of the things that kind of announced your presence on a big stage was when yeah. you go to the Wimbledon Junior Championships. You go to the finals in 2017. What kind of wild ride did that had to be incredible? And what, are you, you're 17 at that point? Yeah, 17. 16? 17? 17 yeah. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, that was definitely, like, still to today, that was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my tennis career in life. I mean, that was my first time in London. 
first time playing a tournament on grass. I mean, there was a tournament before, but I mean, Wimbledon is something else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think my favorite surface is also grass. So it was just amazing for me to be in that whole kind of site. And I mean, there's so much history and, and epic moments in that place. So it was great for me to be there. But yeah, I didn't go into that tournament expecting to win or anything. Uh, was just kind of, again, like having fun and enjoying being on the court. Uh, playing on grass is, is something different to any surface. And I think it's just, it's more fun in a way. And it's almost like you get to be more creative. But yeah, I I, I played really well. I, I had fun. And, and the finals was really interesting because, I mean, when you're a junior, you're like, oh, nobody's really going to pay attention to me, right? Like, <laughs> all the pros are here, too. But the stadium got, like, packed, and it was just crazy. Like, the energy from the crowd. I remember, like, I was down match points in the second set. I was down 2-5 match points. And then I came back, and the crowd, like, I heard people screaming my name. And it was just, like, the amount of adrenaline running through my body was insane. And I think that was just amazing. And to share it with Claire, too who's like who's a close a close friend of mine right now um still but uh it was cool to share that with her and then also going to the Wimbledon ball after that was really fun and I saw Federer like four times I took pictures with him as much as I could but I mean that whole experience was just amazing and I think that's definitely one of the moments that shaped me today so I'm glad I could experience it time for a break on one-on-one we will have more with Ann Lee right after this Hey everybody, it's Cherry Gregg here. You may know me around town as KYW News Radio's community affairs reporter, but every week I produce and host Flashpoint, a podcast where we highlight the hot topics in Philadelphia, local newsmakers and changemakers burning things up in our region. From gerrymandering to gender equality and policing in schools, we'll walk you through the flames on Flashpoint. It's available wherever you downloaded this podcast that you're listening to now. So subscribe. Thanks so much. And we are back on one-on-one, our guest this week, professional tennis player, Ann Lee. Have you had to, I don't know if discussions with yourself, but you mentioned Roger Federer, and I'm sure yeah. you you pass people in the hallway. You grew up watching, and now you're yeah. playing against. Yeah. Do you, is it hard at all to not be starstruck at times and yeah. to keep it in, to be like, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome and all, but hey, guess what? I could play them in the second round, and I yeah. need to focus on this peer-to-peer. Yeah. It's definitely uh, interesting to see people you grew up watching. I mean, for me, I think it's a little bit hard to get starstruck, for me personally, but I think, yeah, the people like Federer, I'll get starstruck. I could, I could like, stare at him for hours. <laughs> yeah, Federer, I think Djokovic, too, and Nadal, like, those three. And then also seeing Serena in real life, like, one of the first times is, like, uh, kind of an interesting experience. I mean, because you see her on TV, she's so strong. And, like, I don't know, you see her in real life, and it's, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I actually, I lost to Sablanca third round. If I won that, I would have played Serena, so it would have been cool. But, yeah, I think it's, it's in a way, it's, yeah, I say the word cool again, but it really is because, you know, you could you see someone on TV and you're like, hey, like, I could play you next round. But it is interesting and and a nice experience to have now. I mean, before I didn't think about, you know, seeing Federer or Nadal all the time. 
but now it's kind of you know all the big tournaments i i do see them so it's it's awesome how much did that wimbledon making that run in the wimbledon juniors and having that crowd mm-hmm. and all how much does that help you when you're putting wins together in the australian open that yeah. you've been at that level yeah and you're not going to be intimidated by the moment yeah well i think yeah juniors is completely different but that definitely was one of the biggest crowds i've played in front of still and uh one of the biggest stages but i think me getting to the finals of wimbledon really showed me that okay like I belong with the juniors but with the pros uh it took me a little bit <laughs> to feel like I I belong there but now I definitely feel like I do and I still you know get a little rattled sometimes uh against seven like in the third round it was my first time on Rod Laver which is crazy and it was just kind of it was a little bit difficult for me to kind of take it all in that match. Uh, I didn't perform the way I wanted to, but it was still like definitely a cool experience. So I'm looking forward to being able to play there (laughs) again (laughs) so I can kind of redeem myself. But yeah, I think with the pros, it kind of was a a gradual grow of confidence and me feeling like I belong because definitely it was not like that in the beginning. (laughs) And uh, I think now also physically and mentally, I feel super strong. So that also helps. How much, the tennis aside, how much adjustment to the life of being a pro tennis player Mm -hmm. does it take? Because it's not, I would imagine, your average day-to-day media doing this on a Sunday afternoon. Like, (laughs) you know, how much of an adjustment does that take? Yeah, I think once you're at a certain level, and even before, like, if you already have the mindset that you want to do this and and you're going to commit, it's a lot of uh, sacrifice. I mean, I don't get to see my close friends like ever really so that's that's a bit of a struggle but it's okay because we both understand but obviously sacrificing a lot of things and experiences like just being at college is a whole experience that I won't be able to know what it's like (laughs) but I think just getting used to all the traveling all the media too. I think I just had more more media come along since also being in Australia. So, yeah, it's not it's not something weird. I think it would just, I mean, it'll grow <laughs> as I keep getting better. But it's I'm okay with it. And uh, yeah, I think just getting used to the travel and just kind of being in new places, playing different tournaments that I've never played before. So that'll be cool this year because. Um, I haven't played in a lot of tournaments I'm playing uh, coming up. And, yeah, it's a lot of sacrifice, but, I mean, I wouldn't change it at all. Uh, I mean, I, I'm getting to do what I love every day. So it's nothing nothing bad. But uh, uh, also preseason is really hard because that's like every day is, is a new challenge. I remember I think I cried like once a week during preseason just from working out and all the tough workouts and everything. But yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. You mentioned the travel. Do you enjoy the travel or is it a necessary, obviously, you know, you're getting the chance to play in the Australian Open, but mm-hmm. the grind of airports, suitcase, yeah. hotel, even if it's really nice, does it wear mm-hmm. on you or do you get a kick out of being in cool places and different uh, places? Sometimes the traveling can get to you depending on how smoothly it goes or not. I remember uh, coming back from Australia was just kind of a nightmare. They didn't have our tickets or something, and then we had to walk, like, 
with our suitcases. Like my arms were about to fall off. It was just like a journey. <laughs> but yeah, it's never it's never something you you dread in a way because oh you're going somewhere cool but getting to play in a tournament. But I'm actually fine with staying in a hotel room. <laughs> so I don't complain about that. I mean I'm fine with being by myself and just being in a room. So I'm okay with it. But yeah, it is getting to explore new places and and see see the world. So I think it's really cool. I never I never dread it. I always look forward to it. Do you get a chance to explore? Like do you get a, a day or two where you can go and just enjoy being in Australia and not have it be hotel, meal, practice, get match, you know, or whatever? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we do, uh, depending on the timing and obviously when you get there, when your matches start. But I actually could do a better job of that. I don't go out and explore much, I think. <laughs> uh, I, I know in Australia it was just tough because of the conditions, but I think I went out like – a couple times to eat, <laughs> but that was it. Uh, I was kind of just at the side of the hotel, but I mean, I don't mind, but I could definitely do a better job of going out and seeing more. Yeah. Well, it'll probably be easier when we're not in the middle of a pandemic as yeah, well. That's, too. That's true, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You talked about the different surfaces. For people that aren't familiar or like me who only played tennis badly on a blacktop, <laughs> what are the differences of the surfaces, clay, yeah. grass? How does... From a playing standpoint, how, what are the biggest changes, differences when you switch surfaces? Yeah, um, so there's hardcore, obviously, and then clay, and then grass. And there are also some like indoor carpets and things like that. But there's also different clays. There's hard shoe and there's red clay. Uh, so, I mean, hardcore is you get like a solid bounce every time. I mean, it's it's pretty tough on the joints <laughs> if you keep uh, keep moving and stuff and keep keep uh, contacting the ground in a way. But uh, hardcore is a pretty solid surface. Nothing weird, really. Clay can be tricky sometimes because it slows the ball down, and obviously the points go longer, so it's a bit more physical. And also, you can get bad bounces, things like that, and then grass. Grass is just something else. <laughs> Grass is just the movement is completely different. Oh, on clay you can slide too. I mean, you can slide on hardcore as well, but clay is more kind of emphasized. And grass is just different because grass you never know. So you really have to be grounded uh, when you're moving because obviously you can slip and things, and and you never know what the bounces as well on grass. So I'd say, I mean, the way you play can change depending on surface and who you're playing but most of the time you want to have the same kind of style but maybe clay you play with some more height uh maybe grass you know we try to get to the net more mix in more slices but for me i think the way i play i play i can play the same on on any surface so i don't think about that too much but i but i do think it changes slightly also when you play an altitude as well the balls can fly on you. So there's a lot of different aspects and, and things to pay attention to, but most of the time you want to play the same way. How would you describe your game? Yeah, I would describe it as a really aggressive all-court player who has a lot of variety and loves to finish at the net. <laughs> That's what I would say. Are you able to play tennis just for recreational, to relax, like – you know, with a friend or, or somebody, Hey, let's just go play. And, or are you always 
turned on that even if I'm just playing with somebody I went to junior high with, <laughs> I want to kick their rear end. Like, yeah. are you are you able to just unplug and play for fun? Yeah. So actually, uh, I visited a friend in Ohio and we were we were playing a little bit and we had some friends. But I think in a way, it's it's fun for me also to see people that don't play. <laughs> it's fun to see how they how they hit the ball and everything. So I think I can switch that off. But it's also like oh, like I want to show sometimes what I can do. Sometimes you smack a ball just for fun or, or you know, but you you still kind of want to win. I think I can switch it off, though, like with not trying as hard. But. Well, if your friends are anything like my friends, too, if you lose <laughs> to them, you will never hear the end of it, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I think it is it is fun. Uh, it's, it's different, but it's fun. And are you a – if- I, and then when you get to your level, it has to be a goal setter. But how do you look at goals? Do you look at it, I want to win a tournament this year, or I want to get better, or at some point I want to be able to to, to reach this level at a tournament? How do you kind of approach goal goal setting and what you look to do going forward? Yeah, yeah I think uh, obviously you would have shorter goals and then long-term goals. But for me, every day is kind of just – you know, how much better can I get, even if it's just like one or 2%, just getting better every day and um, understanding the concepts of the game better and understanding my game better. So that's, that's one of the main ones for me, but also like ranking wise, I can have goals. I mean, I wanted to get top hundred by the end of last year, which I did by a smidge, (laughs) which was good. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, the results and everything will come. Obviously, you go to every tournament wanting to win, but it's not something like, oh, my God, I have to win this. And if I don't, something major will happen to me. But I think just the main one is getting better every day. And, again, like trusting the process. Yeah. And we talked about playing tennis for fun. What do you do these days to completely get away from the sport hobbies or anything like mm-hmm. you must have something you divert energy to to kind of recharge yeah one uh one of the biggest things i do besides tennis is listen to music i think i listen to way too much music <laughs> like it's sometimes an issue <laughs> where i'll have to do something but i like want to finish the song so like i'll end up being a little late sometimes because <laughs> i have to finish the song but music is a big one i mean i i grew up playing piano a little bit and i have a guitar right now a ukulele that I play, but uh, haven't touched that in a while, to be honest. <laughs> so I got to get back into that. But music is a big one. Um, I'm also trying to get into meditation, which is a little difficult at times, but I think it's it's really something useful. And uh, I know I do like watching tennis matches. Trying to watch more and more because I think it helps me as well. And then you know, movies, shows. Uh, that's that's about it though. Sometimes sometimes I like to go golf. Not like actual golf. I've never played an actual course, but just like on the driving range or something. Uh, I kind of wanted to get into that, but it's just a matter of finding time. And have you, with other players on the tour, have you started to develop relationships slash rivalries, like with people with the, you know, and how cool is it at twenty years old to like walk past <laughs> and they know who you are and, and yeah. you've got a history with that. It's just got to be really cool. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, some of the juniors I've played in, in, uh, at like ITFs or something are kind of at the same place I am, which is really cool to see because it's almost like you grew up with them in a way. But 
I don't think I have any rivals right now. Obviously, there are people my age uh, that are also doing really well. I mean, uh, Iga is <laughs> doing unbelievable, and and uh, it would be cool to kind of play against her a lot. And kind of, there's a lot of players coming up, uh, and I feel, you know, grateful to be in that group of upcoming players. And I think. You know, once once we kind of establish ourselves more, then we'll we'll know the rivalries a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I made some friends, uh, met new people. I mean, I don't really talk to anyone that much. <laughs> I talk to a few people, but it's it's always friendly when you see them in person in that tournaments. So, Anley, thanks so much for taking the time. This was great. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> And that will do it for this week's episode. Want to thank professional tennis player Ann Lee for being our guest this week. Now, if you like the show and you want to help us out, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. Now, you can follow the show on Twitter at One on One Pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon Ten Sixty. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week when we bring you another conversation with someone you should know more about. <laughs>